0: The latest podcast from myself, Stephen John. You definitely you guys know me from Twitter or from various social media out there. The idea of this show is basically of me getting together with two of my best friends to talk about football because you know we go back very, very long time, almost more than 20 years, and there's not been a single day that when three of us get together, that football was never part of our conversation. It has always been the focal point of our discussion whenever we get together, whether it's for Tetare. Whether it's for a glass of beer, whether it's even on a occasion of a friend's wedding, football is always gonna be there. So we said, hey, why not let's get together and do a podcast? So that's the Bola Bola Show is all about. So without further ado, I'm gonna take this moment to introduce two of my best friends. Starting here with
1: Elwin Lutz. Yes. Okay, Elwin. Hi, hi.
0: Say say something about yourself.
1: Okay, so uh, myself, okay, hi guys, uh, I'm Elvin. Uh, Basically, for me, uh, why I love football, okay, what, 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 what made me get so into football, okay? Uh, it was back in nineteen ninety, okay, back in nineteen ninety, where I first caught my, I mean, I I have heard about this Maradona guy during the eighty six World Cup and all that, but I have never personally experienced him during the time because I was only six years old at that time. But nineteen ninety was a moment where. I really started getting interest in football and I remember watching Argentina and Russia their <coughs> second game after losing to Cameroon 1-0 okay and of course Maradona uh, did not score in that game but uh, during the 1990 World Cup was an eye opener for me and Argentina having lost that first game to Cameroon ended up beating Russia 2-0 and they needed to go into their third game against Romania so the Romania game was also a very interesting game because there on that game it was Our Maradona was just the Maradona of the (laughs) Carpetia. Okay, but if you you look back at that game, Josh, Haji, uh, I mean, you guys can go back and, uh, I mean, even the listeners out here, have a look at what Haji was, how he was playing that game. You'll be very impressed during that time also that it was something amazing from him. So, Maradona indeed also led the team. But the most interesting part was, I remember this very moment it was in a Caltex petrol station in Taman Sri Atalas. At that time, they were actually selling the collector coins for the 1990 World Cup. I don't know if you guys remember that time. Where, uh, of course, my father was the one who was driving the car and and uh, pumping petrol. So I, if I can't remember, it's like for every ten ringgit. That you spend, you get to get a chance to get like one coin. So people are collecting the coins as a collectible and all that. And I remember during that day, it was the second round. It was Argentina against Brazil. And I remember every Joker in the petrol tradition, because Brazil was coming in in on form during that time, having won all their three games. And Argentina sneaking in through the back door is the best third, one of the best third place teams in that in that World Cup. And uh, I shall I shall not say more. As the uh, what a fantastic pass by Diego Armando Maradona to Caniggia, and that moment it was it sent goosebumps through me, and it went on and on. And from that day on, I knew that okay, Argentina, I mean, Iya, uh, regardless what happens to this plus, I'll be I'll be loyal to this plus, and I'll go all out and support this fellow. So that's that's for me <coughs> why I was captivated by football, captivated by Maradona and Argentina and everything else related to football okay and I just 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 like to share one one more part in in terms of uh, myself supporting club level okay I'm a big Manchester United fan and I and and it was also during the 90s and I remember this the 1991 Cup Winners Cup Final okay so the Cup Winners Cup Final was MU against Barcelona and uh, Barcelona having all those stars like Stoichkov and Ronald Koeman and all that and 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 for uh, Manchester United at to go in at at go into that game and having won that game, they defe- they defeated Barcelona 2-1 in that game. Two goals scored by Mark Hughes, and uh, it, it 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 was it was also a defining moment for me to start following MU during that time. Of course, that that this this Cup Winners Cup doesn't exist anymore. in fact, I got a question for you guys. Do You remember who won the last Cup Winners Cup?
2: Chelsea, I think
0: Chelsea or um, No, it was. AC Palmer.
1: No. Bala got it right. It's Lazio. A parallel network. All right, yeah, all right. right. Okay, Pebble, okay. A network Lazio <laughs> to beat Mallorca in the final. And who is the goalkeeper for Mallorca? I think you guys can get it. It's oh, Lazio's Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. Lazio's <laughs> We have got three, I'm so not mistaken. Right? Yeah.
2: If I'm not mistaken, the final was yes. held in Villa
1: Park. Yes, correct. Okay, correct. Right, so, okay. so, so that's right. So, so basically, that's, that, that was my personal experience with football. Okay. Argentina okay. and. Uh, I Manchester United. Okay, so not, yeah. not a bad
0: introduction. So moving on to the other friend of mine who is also with us today. His name is Bala Murali, but we call him Bala. Hi guys. So Bala, let's talk about yourself now.
2: Okay. okay where did uh, football, the love of football, for you started? For me, it started when I, in 1990, I remember watching my first game. Uh, I was actually could say I'm a late comer for the game. My first game was actually was when Slama was a spare-up. It was the FA Cup final. Oh, okay. 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 I think that was 10 years so, old, not mistaken. Oh, I remember uh, okay, this game. come on, come I, on. Yeah. I can't remember yeah. who the goal scorer at the time, to be frank. But I remember it was that time, it was very naive in football. But my interest was that Slango was hitting 2-0 at half time. Yes, yes. And then uh, I was supporting, I think I was watching my grandmother's house for, I think for eight or nine hours in the Indian family, you see? Yeah. And that Slango game was the Slango game. Yes. In, uh, and was watching the game and then everybody excited at half-time, you know, Slango winning and from the second that time there's no such thing as public holiday whenever this kind of thing means. it was just pure pure love for the club or country at the time yeah. so after that, I think after 2-0, second half was total collapse by Slango team they ended up with uh, get written by four goals I mean I remember the whole night I was crying even sitting on a chair and everybody asking why the hell I was crying but I just don't you know having this kind of profound love for Slango more, I think, that moment I thought I loved Slamo a lot, but it was a disappointment for me that the Slamo team actually lost. I would say Slamo was my first love in yes. the football game. And I think, after that I started following a Slamo game, we used to listen to the radio station, but you know having in the Indian family, there's not much of X-Force, so usually we use newspaper a lot. And then uh, came in 1994 World Cup. That was my defining moment when I started watching my father. And my father was a pro-Argentina fan, Brazil fan actually. Yes. But he used to watch uh, uh, what do you call it? Argentina Games because of Diego Madonna. Rather than having attention Madonna, I was looking at one guy from number nine and it was a Gabriel over to start. Yes. So I started to follow him a lot and the way he strikes the goal from you know all his all the screamer kind of goals. Especially in USA 994, again, he started out with the I think the debut tournament, if so I'm not mistaken. Mm. Uh, he was against Greece, then they met uh, Nigeria. Nigeria, so yeah. yes. And it's, well, that was Kanijeja scored a very beautiful goal. Yes, Morocco. Curled it
1: in from the corner. Yes. Yep. Then, yep. Uh, I
2: think, expose wise one match because was, I think the promotion game was starting the morning. Games.
0: Yeah, USA yeah. ninety four. It's basically when they are when they are awake, you'll be asleep. Yes, a, yeah,
2: correct. So mm. it was a, there was a lot of excitement in this for me going on. Mm. Then, then after that, I think they lost to Maradona for the drug scandal. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Then we lost to them. I think during the I think during the game going on, it was called for drug uh, checking something mm. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh... then, then that was the end of Maradona or <laughs> <laughs> Argentina team. And then I remember Barzal was crying after mm. the game when I mean, lost Romania. Yeah, he was disappointed. Mm. Then after following him a lot, uh, of course I was in Slamo as, 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 as a state club. Then I was watching uh, Argentina and the Baluza Carriers for Pacific League. Then I was watching, he was playing for Freon What interested me about Freon at the time was even though they had a team, I remember was, uh, I was starting looking at paperwork the Juventus team because the way they win is 1-0, 2-1, this was brutal, and like when Lippi came in, it uh, started catching me with Juventus style of play. I, I was more into in your style. And uh, having having my style of my my style of uh, my character, you know, the gritty, no nonsense, typically clean. I, I'm not to be frank. I'm not a beautiful game mm-hmm. kind of a guy. I'm more like a solid kind of you know, mm-hmm. guy. And I started looking at this team, and this team used to bring in the Montero, Ferrara, with no nonsense kind of guy. I score one goal, and that's the end of the game. Nobody in the world could come mm-hmm. by. Of course, along the way they lost good a few, a few things, but this is it
1: so very then, typical syria uh,
2: then after that i was also having in love with the i think i'm not mistaken blackbird was just promoted mm. and then uh, jack walker the blackbird order started to whatever wealth. he was a mining guy so he started pumping because we are living in Malaysia. a lot of ex well, we a lot of exposure. yeah
0: we get a lot of exposure in english football english, basically. yeah english.
2: so having two following when i was in syria i was watching blackman concurrently and then Blackman, I think with Kenny Leglish involvement, they brought the team to, I think, I think after the MEGA, MU and Liverpool was, was the prime winning team, I think Blackman was the one who break the, the era before Manchester City broke, yep. broke the era. So yes, yeah, so along the way of supporting Blackburn, but my interest was Blackburn and Dweather uh, was, was conquering In fact, if you, if you ask me have uh, two sons, I think we will say that. So my first son started from Slango, and then I ended up marrying both wife I think. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, all right. All right. But along the way, I've I think i As along the way, i dropped off this slama team. Mm. Okay, yeah, sorry, okay. this is a Blackburn team. Then my love for Juventus became more. Mm. And yeah, but on and off, like like a broken girlfriend. You know, mm. you look at them, you're checking what they're going through on and off. But I don't kindly would say them full fledged Juventus fan, since even though the relegator was there so and up oh. to now lah. so, then what so way, good so good yes. so good man yeah so good. Okay. yeah how about you seven where yeah. was your what about What's you man
0: okay basically i think uh, i wouldn't want to go 2d because i think a lot of you guys out there would know of me by now i've always been blue and white blue and white from day one blue and white today of course as you guys know it's about to supporting argentina from 86 world cup with maradona in terms of club football I've always had a soft spot for Liverpool in the 90s, probably because my hatred for Man United was a little bit more at that time. Whoa. We'll get back to that later. Once again. Uh, but I used to have a lot of uh, soft sport even for Lazio, I mean Barcelona, Madrid. I mean I, I had a soft spot for all these big clubs for what they represent how they played the football. but the moment which I became a, a fan of club football truly was on the day when I went to Huddersfield Town. And 2011 against Boca Unidos, that changed my life forever. And I think everybody, will, everybody out there, know that I'm a Huddersfield Town fan. So that's pretty much of my footballing journey so far. But as you know, this is the Bola Bola show. Yeah. So we're not going to just stick to anything about Argentina or whatever. We're going to talk about anything that goes with Bola. So we'll be right back after this because after this, it's going to be more on touching on some of the I would say like the most defining moment in our our friendship journey when it comes to football is this
1: and so, Sarah, is Manchester United have reached the promised land the two substitutes have scored
0: the... all right that's the sound that I will say which every Man United fan who was alive in 1999 will never ever forget for the rest of their life, because that's the sound that pretty much caused my friend Bala here, who had to move his entire house. Yes, because, because the other guy in this recording, my friend Elwin, lost his mind completely for the fact that for nearly 90 minutes, that all we did to him was, you know, I mean, we we didn't we weren't really treating him very bad. But the the matter of fact is, you know, at that time it was obvious that me and Bala, well, we were definitely rooting for Bayern for the main reason that we just didn't want Man United to win because for the fact this, as I mentioned earlier, I just couldn't stand them at them back then. But you know, this is one of the beautiful things about football. The unexpected things, the most remarkable things, you know, miracle things that happened during the game. And I suppose, you know. It's what the newspaper headline said, God must be a Man United fan. So,
2: voila, I know it's your house. I know yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. well, What Ferguson says is bloody football. Mm-hmm. But I would say bloody LV. The reason is, <laughs> because I remember when the one goal was scored, I took the water and poured it Then by the time I look at it, I say, what the hell went on? I couldn't see the goal. I went behind to take a mop to wipe it off. You're and referring to Shellingham's goal, right? Yes, I'm referring to Shellingham's okay. goal. And by the time I came back, Another goal scored, another time, ball was hitting the water <laughs> <laughs> And I was speechless and, and everybody was totally stunned And I was looking at Samuel Kufo there hitting the, what do you call that? the field? Hitting the field, hitting, hitting the ground. And yeah. I just was saying, Dave, actually Bayern Munich lost! Uh, because I was rooting for Bayern Munich, main reason because uh, suppose you joined us there before the Roy Keane uh, massive comeback and that basically interrupted my my evening with him. So rooting for Bayern made a bit, uh, Man United. But having said that, uh, kudos to Manchester United for her, uh, giving helping to have mm-hmm. this glorious moment, like my first time seeing a Champions League winning team. Yeah.
0: I know it's not easy being a Man United fan these days.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the
0: years makes a lot of difference. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah exactly, but, uh, exactly. So
0: take us back at that time. Man.
1: Yeah.
0: How what what reflection you have it for today? seeing where
1: the club is right now okay so so just 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 go back to that moment of uh, me pouring losing it completely losing it that time and pouring water on my head yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, because because for the, for the entire game uh, you you could safely say that man united was on the back foot and in fact uh, could have been even down more than a goal where uh, Peter Schmeichel, thanks to his fingertips, pushed the Mario Bessler short and he hit the bar 'cause of course the, or that would have went would have been a different story altogether. But then uh, when Sheringham did equalize, uh, I of course at at that end particularly at that time in the game as well you know, any Man United you know, fan lost it for that moment and for me, the closest thing I had to be because because my friends and my buddies I was basically left <laughs> standing alone in that game Okay, at these two guys here and, and also uh, Joe with us, another one of our friends and um, they were all rooting for Bayern, right? So so basically, uh, I lost it and I poured the water in my head and uh, in a state of shock and within moments, soldier even... Scored the winning goal, so 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 that that really was uh, a, a moment to for, for, for me to yeah. cherish, okay, uh, for for a very very long time. Experiencing a champions a Champions League victory, you know, at the higher stage in Europe. So, man, United fans, you guys, you know, cherish all the moments you guys yes. had in in the late nineties and the early two thousands and all this because it's something really. Uh, very far and few in between coming these days now, <laughs> oh, okay, and, and, and especially in this day and time where being a Man United fan, it really hurts seeing what's happening with Liverpool and and, 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 and how they are doing and all this all because uh, if you ask a Man United fan and, and me personally would, would 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 rather have Manchester City winning the league title than than having seen City Liverpool win the yeah. league title, okay, yeah. so 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 something like that. But <clears throat> talking about why is the current man united team not like what it was in 19, uh, 1999 early 2000s or even towards the late 90s 90s and all that is um i i, I feel they they don't Oleguna Sosha, the guy that scored the winning <laughs> goal who is now leading the team uh, was given the job probably because of sentimental value and not because of merit. Of course, he did come in, but I mean, you guys can you guys can, can counter that if, if, if you have anything to say. But what I'm saying is, yeah, he had a few winning games and and, and in fact, a good start to his Man United career we talked without a doubt, you know, and, and the PSG game and, and, and all that was something, something great, but does he really marry the, a, a guy like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Can he actually handle a club like this? Can he command the dressing room with all these big-headed players, mm-hmm. This, this, this uh, the Pogba's of the world, I would put it. Okay? When, when you have players like Pogba in the dressing room and all that, there can be a very disruptive, disruptive force in the dressing room. And, and and when you look at Ole Gunnar Solca, he's a very calm, collected dude. I, I, I don't know. I'm not in the Man United dressing room, so I don't know. I I I, I don't associate Ole Gunnar Solca with a boot flying incident,
2: right?
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Compared to Sir Alex Ferguson. So so I mean, you 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 don't see something like you don't have an Alex Ferguson character or maybe some some uh, some something along those lines in this Man United dressing room these days. So. I I I I feel they
2: don't have the harmony,
1: the dressing room unity.
2: What For do you think, Mala? For me, I think always Solja, what mm. the, when they make it be permanent manager, I don't blame the management because I think they did quite well. Yes. From thinking, they never had defeats. I think they, I think they were lost. I think the only defeat was against PSG 2-0. and they came back in PSG itself. I think yes. in Paris with, with, with Mbappe was playing. I think the only one else was Neymar with this uh, normal injury thing but uh, did having said that but I think to be to, to say that uh, Sonja wasn't the right candidate for that moment in time would be wrong. Mm. But I don't know why No but but was he, it, but, but, but was it right? That moment to time give I gave him the permanent job. That was he came in as yes, an interview. Yes. Yeah. But that moment night, I believe he deserved the merit. But for now I don't think he deserved it because I think he's not performing. And we must say before and after is it because the more the pressure going on and I, I think mm-hmm. That moment, like, if I'm not mistaken, you have I mean, from the management side of view, they need to make regional transfers, so they need a permanent coach. Yeah. They yeah, cannot yeah. be still waiting on this side. But for now, after two years, where they're still struggling, I don't find him the right candidate now. But yeah. for that moment, I think he deserves it. But wouldn't be the right choice currently because that moment is all about results. Football is all about, all about results. Yes. It's not about yes. flag You can have a, all kind of flair, but if you're not performing, it doesn't matter as well. As well see. But, so yeah.
1: But but you 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 did bring an interesting point about signings, yeah. right? So 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 uh, you know, Man Man United um, did make some signings, right? And, and spent a lot of money, okay? okay? And and I yet to to, to to get the fruits out of the signings. I'll put it this way, okay? And, and I will say that one that flew over the cuckoo's nest is Erling Haaland. Yes. And 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 what happened to the Erling Haaland transfer? And okay, if I were to say just Man United can be guilty of missing out on me, what about all those other big clubs? I mean, don't tell, I'm sure everybody would want a striker like him. Yeah. And and guess what, guys, he just scored yesterday oh. again. So that is, I think, his eighth or his ninth goal in five games. If you look back at Erling Haaland's history, and I did and I, and I and I did did some research about this guy. Uh, if you look back at all his clubs, he has scored more goals than the games he has played, and okay. and, and this goes back to you know, uh, Salzburg, Molde, mm-hmm. and and a very interesting point about this guy is scoring hat tricks is just a very normal thing to him. and in every single club he has scored hat tricks. Okay. 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 And his Dortmund debut has scored an hat trick. Yes, correct. Okay. Yes. And, and you know what's the most interesting thing about him, the last Youth World Cup, <coughs> Norway got knocked out in the. League, the, the, the the group stage. Okay. They didn't make it out of the group because they won one game and they lost two games. Okay. But he finished top scorer in the World Cup with nine goals. In, in three the two games. games. Wow. It, in the three games he finished with nine goals. And in fact he didn't score in two of the games. He scored nine goals in one game. And oh wow. he first game in the 12-0 defeat of Honduras. Okay, okay but, I, but what I'm trying to say I mean, okay. I mean no 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 disrespect to Honduras for and all this but 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 what I'm trying to say is I suppose whether it's Honduras or, or, or uh, Iran right. or you know, a, a different opposition and all this, scoring goals is still there is still eleven men on the field, there's still a goalkeeper, yes. there's still a the defender after you. The guy has got instincts. So so you know the guy like Ed Woodward, what is he doing? Like yeah. I mean you're spending so much more money for Bruno Bruno Fernandez and all this, but but this guy was only 25 million. Uh, Pounds, if you were to convert from, from from whatever in this in this age and time it's peanuts right, right. so Steven like any, any input you want to say about well, this uh, the current situation of Man United or signings and, and all these
0: benefits? well for the record I think uh, definitely Ole Soldier should not be given the job on a permanent basis I think when he came in it was what Manchester United needed at the time but on the long term I think he just wasn't really the right Candidate for the job, I think uh, a lot of Man United fans were hopeful that you know, the club will go after Maurizio Pochettino, but uh, you know that didn't materialise at that time. But he's available now, so we do not know what's going to happen in the summer. You know, exactly. some, something
2: might be brewing. I think Juventus is going after him, I think. What's
0: happening in Sarri? Probably, probably. So, he's not property. He don't I mean, no he's not property problem. manager, despite the fact he has not won anything yet, bear mm-hmm. in mind. Yeah. But, I think in terms of philosophy, yeah. the kind of football he he likes, yeah. I, I think a club like United will definitely appreciate it. On the other hand, I think, as you mentioned, Ed Woodward, Well, to me personally, I think that's the biggest problem in United right now. I mean, uh, as you mentioned, you know, they didn't, as someone who is responsible for recruitment and signing, you know, whether he was aggressive enough to go after Haaland, you know, whether he was persuading good enough for him to come to Old Trafford, we do not know about that. But in terms of opting to go for a club like Borussia Dortmund, a young player like him I would say, in terms of that I think he made the right choice because. A club like yeah. Dortmund for a young player like him will give him a perfect platform
1: for him to further develop his game. So where is he going to end up after that? Bayern you... we, Munich? Well, <laughs> you know, that's how it is. That's, <laughs> that's the way it is, yeah.
0: That's how it is often uh, been said in German football, but you never know. And uh, having said that, you know, not sticking with Borussia Dortmund. Mm. I, I, I don't know, I heard rumors that Jordan Sancho mm. is now wanted by Man United. So okay. well, let's see how this... Materialize, yeah. but i think this summer is going to be interesting time for for manchester united because you know soldier definitely isn't look like the the the, the guy to bring the club forward I, so i believe that changes are happening okay
1: but, but i just like one to to, to, to add something because uh, I mean, you, you what what do you guys also think man united do have the players if, if you look at other clubs right yeah. uh, which they are currently losing to clubs like burnley yeah. and all these guys even on paper, man, United has got better players than them. If you just look on, 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 yeah, on, yeah. on paper. So, yeah. so, so what's going on? There's something... The dressing room is not right, right? Some, the, yeah.
2: There is no command of the dressing room. Talking yeah. about this, uh, I think yeah. after two... I think recently I said there are people... That Allegri, uh, ex... Uh, Allegri, team, Yes, ex yeah. this coach. He might be interested in coming to MU. So I think there's a big thing happening in Italian media. If I'm not mistaken, that's what happened. Last year, he yes been in FC. Mm. So there's a lot of talking. I think Allegri will make an ideal choice. But then if, let's look at the let's look at the previous coaches or managers. I think before him was Jose Mourinho. Ultimately, we know who's Mourinho. Who's the guy who gets the top. that. Before him was the uh, Dutch guy, what? Uh, Luis Menga. Luis Renga. He also was not to say a uh, high provide coach, World Cup uh, team, Holland uh, team winning coach. Uh, not World so Cup winning coach, one of the, I think one of the best one of the best coaches in the world at the moment in time. So, I think the entire system, problem, the MU, basically, I think they lost identity because of the Sir Alex Ferguson. This is my opinion. Okay. Because, because Alex Fer- Fer- Sir Alex Ferguson, I mean, even he watched the game also, it's not to say it's kind of uh, it's not a big signing. I think even the MU team, the class, the 1999 class team, yeah. was, for all was a youth team and was molded molded by Ferguson team. I think the Ferguson uh, influence, the club has been there. There's no any drastic changes to be done having said that i'm just looking at Juventus right now mm-hmm. the right like, this core team is coming from uh, like you know the brutalist one uh, zero one kind of winning a one one draw kind of winning thing. so when they brought the sari expecting to change an attacking team or kind of tiki taka so-called uh, beautiful game it's not happening it won't happen overnight so having said that is it the mentality of the squad of the uh, mu is happening right now pro post era thing is like
1: well um, that That's a very long Alex Ferguson hangover He's cool. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: yeah. then In and Woodwork, like, Woodward uh, I think his signing Okay Haaland basically was Was ambushed by everybody Even Juventus PSG But he often Went for Because I think for him For development football I think Haaland signing Might be a one-off thing But other than Other signing I think that way I think they made a mistake And Pogba For me If you ask me Uh you need a strong-headed coach and uh, yeah. a strong-headed coach one thing and also need a kind of flexible kind of coach like Allegri. Allegri you see, is not kind of a guy who likes to score around and so He likes to manage things around.
1: So is that is that also like something like there? No. Do, do you see Allegri, a guy that can command the Yes, field? you know
2: why not because Jose yeah. Mono had difficulty with Papa. Yes. Right. Then, let's let name it. Uh, Sonja had a problem with Papa.
1: But Allegri could work in Pogba.
2: Pogba made, to be frank, Allegri made Pogba. I mean, yeah. he was in the Conte era, of course he came in. Mm. But, but one interesting fact is, uh, Pogba did play with Conte. In fact, Conte only made him to who he is right now. So, uh, do, do, do many you need like, this kind of type of coach?
1: To so, to so it, work with
2: Pogba or how? I, I'm not sure. Yeah. So, so you know, mean, is it
1: more of Man United hiring a coach like what Bala said? Yes. So to work with Pogba, yes. you know, to, to get the best out of Pogba,
2: yeah.
1: or to get a coach that can put all these players in their place. Yes. Right? Because Pogba, you see, is uh, one day, you may have an off day, you may get yeah. injured and all this, but
2: you know... It, 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 but having said that, is the team is built around Pogba now, well, so I wouldn't. French. I wouldn't say so the I'm, team
1: is built around Pogba,
0: but you know, to be fair, the Pogba. That this is a guy that I can think can make a lot of difference. I mean, we saw what he did with the French national team during yeah. the World Cup. I mean, there is a leader in that in that player. There is talent and gift in that player. It just needs someone who knows how to harness all that. I would say it's going to be an. As I mentioned, it's going to be an interesting summer with with Man United. Something which I think we have, we will definitely uh, football fans in particular, is, we have a lot to look forward to, to see what's going to happen because definitely changes is happening. Souza, I don't see him going to be last. He's, I don't see going to be lasting that long. So we'll we'll see what's going to happen. Desperation. Argentina needs the goal to move on. Rip just wide, side netting, and it's all over. But the shouting, the non-verbal, say it all. Argentina. Don't
1: cry for me, Argentina.
0: Okay, that's the sound of Don't Cry For Me, Argentina, which happened in 2002 in a match against Sweden. Well, uh, another memorable day for all three of us here. Perhaps, Bala, you want to (sighs) share? Oh. Your mom came to the to the living room and saw the whole thing and what was the first reaction?
2: Okay, before that, my mom actually uh, brought forward some kind of kuih, you know, water, water food, tea, food, because my friends are coming I think, I'm not mistaken, about seven of us was there, five of us was there, sorry, with our few, uh, few England friends as well. So we just came there, so my mother brought some food for us and then, while the disappointment happened, um, Elvin was crying. I was speechless and then uh, Sivan John went missing, and then that moment mm-hmm. my mother came in, she thought all over the excited, you know, because my mother, you know, all the teenage boys was coming, having a go around like that, yeah. I was 22 years old, sorry all the TJ, 22 years old, and then my mother was telling, why is Elvin crying, is anybody from <laughs> passed <pastor> away or what? <laughs> <laughs> and I
0: was
2: just quiet, at that moment I never realised uh, Sivan went missing. I just said, just, just, uh, no comment, know, uh, just a sad moment of our life. Uh. Well, well, I mean, I think... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know,
1: it just carries on all the, the disappointments <laughs> yes. about, about Argentina not uh, getting knocked out of these big tournaments, you know. Uh, I mean, the, that, that was the group stage. Yes, we like really it. never expected that to happen, right? And then uh, there was a few losses after that in the uh, knockout stages failing at penalty so so as you know as as an arginina fan we became so so used to all these disappointments right guys but if you remember there was a defining moment there was a light at the, at the end a silver lining towards all these right and and that happened 2014 okay remember that remember that moment yes. on, guys. In, in, if, we, we had Argentina had a very big hurdle <laughs> in front of them guys. okay when he came to the world cup yeah, the, 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 the biggest hurdle that those guys struggle was the quarterfinal. Yes, right. Yes, they yes, always right. go to the quarterfinal. They always fall down in uh, quite a number of times to the mighty Germans. Yes, right. <laughs> Whether they were mighty a not at mighty time, But somehow Ajina still, yes. still, you know, when when, when he met it matters, they choke against these guys. Especially
2: against the European counterparts, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah easy, basically. Easy. And 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 so came 2014. <laughs> yes, right? Well, uh, yeah.
0: 2014 was quite a defining moment because um, I think it was the first time ever that we decided that, you know, rather than watching at home or mama, we decided to go and watch at a bar. Yeah. And uh, we were, I think we were somewhat hopeful, but at the same time, you know, because of past experience, you we were still holding back a little bit of still being feeling conservative about what's going to happen.
1: And there was but, still a fear for this Belgium team yeah, I mean, time, I mean, because they're I mean, not just Belgium and all those Yeah, shows, hazards yeah. It's a Belgium up-and-coming Belgian team <laughs> yeah. that is
0: capable of turning things around on its day
1: They had
0: hazards Yeah But you know when the final I remember the final whistle blew and then uh, you know it was all hell
1: broke loose the, yeah. we, we were just it was just a feeling, like, yeah, right? it was, so just, a it, feeling, it was uh, just something like that, that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that we, we finally let the monkey out of our back, you know. Right? <laughs> know that, that. You know that
0: feeling where you just throw your <laughs> fist in the air <laughs> <like, "Ugh!" laughs> <laughs> and you're yeah. like, I know it's just a quarter-final, and of course, Argentina made it to semi-final and final, and we know what was the outcome of that World Cup. But, you know, that feeling against Belgium is something that I don't know whether we will ever experience it again. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Because even even that that, that same tournament that semi final win and of course even during the final the final and all that the the feeling of that win even from the semi final going into the final I mean you guys you guys were together watching it right yeah. I, I would won't with you yeah, guys yeah. even for that making it to the final I I think the the magnitude. The quarter final win really felt like something yeah. that yes. is huge,
2: you see, that, 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 that moment. The crossover yeah. moment, I think, yeah. was a defining. Yeah. Just and to then, get over that hurdle. Yeah. yeah. It was not easy, but I think the, the I think Argentina also wasn't, it was a 50 50 game. I think Higuain, who made the difference, I think, one chance, I think. Yes. After, I can't the remember one many was there, that.
1: one chance, like eight minutes, he put it in very early in the game. Yes.
2: Years. I think that was the changing moment for Belgium. Higuain, another guy. Guy, I'm sure many of you all might
0: not remember his name, but he started on that day. He made a lot of difference of neutralizing Hazard, and I know maybe not Hazard. I think KDB.
1: KDB, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. He was playing for a, I think he was playing for a Mexican club at that time. Who's the Caribco. Jose Basanta. Oh, okay,
2: okay, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, yes. So yes, yes. well.
0: Yes, yes. So that celebration in the post-Belgian game, I think we took a lot out of it. That I think we I just mean, never had enough for the Dutch game. Yeah, so, so we carry, probably we never had enough. We, we carried <laughs> Oh yes, oh yes. I mean, uh, yes, yes. If you if if you still remember the game against Belgium, I think it finished at almost around two thirty, three o'clock in the morning, relation time. Yeah. And there was still another one more quarterfinal, which was
2: Costa-, Costa Rica versus Netherlands.
0: Believe it or not, guys, we stayed up until that game finished, until when Luis Wengal decided to substitute his goalkeeper just for the penalty shootout. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, uh, it's it's one of those unforgettable moments in my life as a football fan, especially with the fact that I was there with
1: these two guys. All of us were there. You know, mean, something that we'll never forget, like, basically. But, but maybe think about it. Thank goodness Luis Wengal didn't do that for the semi-final. He couldn't do it, really.
2: I he think couldn't? He did substitution something? I think So
1: gonna, yes. we couldn't bring him cruel. Some mm-hmm. kind of
2: disruption the game. But uh, looking back to 2002 yeah. World Cup, I think... Uh, I still have no general thing because of the last game of Batu Chusta. Uh, of course, we carried... We... we, 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 we what do you call that? We lessened our load in 2014. But I think for us, our era I think the 2002 World Cup thing was we had everybody. I think Aima... Uh, uh, Romero, that, uh, and Diego Simeone,
0: Ayala. Yeah, I, I would still say the 2002 team yeah. was the most complete World Cup score we ever had. I mean, across all positions, it was perfectly yeah. nicely well set up. It's just that I think, uh, tactically, you just were outsmart by, um, I, would, I don't know, maybe teams that were, I, mean, I think they were outsmart tactically against opponents, especially England and Sweden which i think you will definitely keep that for another another episode because there's so much that we need to talk yes. about that especially that world cup yeah but um, yep, yep. this is uh, basically what we're all about yep. the whole idea of this uh, podcast is just about us three good friends getting together you know a bit, talking about football because what you hear in this podcast is just basically what you hear when the three of us get together in a restaurant or get together in a in a bar, or get together in a friend's wedding. You know, when the focus has to be on the bride and groom, we and three guys will be at one table here, sipping wine and talking about football. You know, football. <laughs> <laughs> you can never take a, take it away from us. You know, even when I go to these guys' friends for Diwali and Christmas. The
2: conversation
0: be there. The conversation of football is always going to be there. Yeah. So, we said, let's make it into a podcast. So And don't forget Joe.
2: We meet every four years once. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, yeah, yeah, I just yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah Joe. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: so,
0: so, yes. So, for me, uh, I mean, I'll leave it to you guys. Okay, you know, yeah. What do you guys have to
1: so, say? So, so I, think Steven, uh, I think Steven has wrapped it up uh, very well. Just, just just want to let the, the listeners know also, you know... Uh, Bola in, 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 in Malaysia means ball, okay, and, and uh, that's 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 our location, where, where we are currently from Malaysia, and also bola is ball in uh, Spanish and Portuguese, so that's why, you know, we came up with this bola bola show, because the bola is universal, and everybody loves football, and we hope to keep you guys entertained, moving forward, with much more episodes to come, so voila, any parting shots?
2: I think like what Alvin and Simon John have wrapped up, I think it's very clear that we our a passion for this beautiful game, uh, we would we'll like to more talk about it, uh, maybe you guys can comment, yeah, give, yeah, us insight, yeah. give us an idea, yeah. where, you want, where, where you want us to bring, bring this thing, because I think it's a, it's a lack of, uh, we believe, we want to go to the fans and talk about passion, what are what are passion topics, maybe the baby boomers, or even the millennials, we are up to anything, anything regarding ball, alright, uh, we are yeah, here, we are here for you, yeah, we have voice. We even might pull you in one or two guys to have a talk about yeah. it. Give us your opinion and comment. I think we'll strive from here on. Yep. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay.
0: So, thank you guys. Alright. So thank with you. that, it's a wrap. Right. Bye. 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 Bye.